gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. When I remember, and I'm um, getting dressed, especially in clericals, clericals, the fancy word, not fancy exactly, but the special word that we use to describe the, the priest outfit, um, which comes in different colors. Usually I just wear black shirt with pants and uh, the collar, uh, which I have, it's kind of a wraparound collar. Usually when I get dressed, when I remember, I uh, say a short prayer as I'm putting on the collar. Sometimes it's nothing more than, um, Lord, uh, make me an instrument of peace. Uh, wearing the collar uh, provokes different reactions from different people, as you can imagine. It's, it's changed as I've become less aware of it. Uh, but one thing that's remained consistent from when it first started to today is I, I've noticed two things. One is, if I'm in a collar and I do not I, uh, uh, look people in the eye and, and kind of warmly say hello, I get side eye, as in, why didn't that person who's a priest say hi to me, right? There's an expectation that I'm gonna say hi and be nice, even if it's short. Um, I notice it because if I have the same type of warmth in reaching out to people as I walk by on the sidewalk without the collar, people look at me and <laughs> give me the, why are you being so aggressively kind? I don't know you. <laughs> uh, so it works kind of in both directions in a funny way. Anyway, so it's, it's when I have, uh, when I'm dressed as a priest, I try to act like a priest. <laughs> um, but mostly when I wear um, the clericals, the, the garb of the priest, I, um, I, I, there, it's a sense of like authenticity about it, or I try, um, especially when I remember. Never have I put on clericals and it felt like a costume. It, it just does not feel that way to me, um, except for once. <laughs> One time I put the clericals on and it felt like a costume and it was because I put the clericals on in order to break into a church. Um, what happened was I had moved here to, back to DC after living in, the, uh, in Alexandria for three years and one of my favorite places in the whole city is the cathedral. Uh, uh, both it as a kind of cultural hub but also as a place to pray. And since we'd moved back, and uh, we live right close to the church, so we're like one mile away, 1.2 miles. I actually measured it <laughs> with uh, Google. Um, I had always wanted to get to the cathedral on like a day off and just spend time in prayer. But as you know, I got here right when the pandemic started and it, it was closed. Closed, 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 closed. And for months and months, I had only had the hope of like getting to the cathedral and just like simply walking around to pray and uh, couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Well, 
three or four months ago, I just thought like, I can't take it one more week. I'm gonna break into the cathedral. <laughs> and so I uh, woke up that day and I put my clericals on only with the purpose of helping me to break into the cathedral, hence it feeling like a costume, which it had never done before. I walk out my front door, and this had never happened. On a Friday, we usually, the office is closed. It's usually our day off. This had never happened before. I walk out my front door, and Ledley is in his mini coupe uh, driving up the road. He comes to a screeching halt. I kid you not, rolls his window down and goes, why are you dressed like a priest? <laughs> And I said, I'm going to try to break into a church. <laughs> I like, couldn't believe that it happened. Uh, it worked. <laughs> I found a door that people were opening, closing, and when it was opened, I walked in and prayed. And it was lovely and wonderful. Uh, this Sunday is Easter 2. It's an interesting thing about the resurrection. Uh, I, I once heard someone say, and I really appreciate it, is that when Jesus died, there was a, a finality to it. Um, even though the disciples scattered and abandoned Jesus, uh, there was a sense of what was to come next, even though it was sad and dramatic. When Jesus was resurrected, uh, was it, the difficulty of the resurrection is what happens next? This reading today shows us what happened next. In some ways, the readings post the resurrection are readings trying to inform the church how to be a church. So if you notice in the reading, it says, they gathered together on the first day of the week, on a Sunday. And then again, in the, later in the same reading, it's one week later, again, they're gathered together on a Sunday. This is the very beginning of the church deciding that on Sundays, the day of Jesus' resurrection, they would gather together. This first one, of course, is really difficult. Um, they came in, they shut the doors, they're in hiding, they're full of fear. I just want to point out, I don't have a lot to say today. <laughs> I want to point out three things, though, about uh, the response of the disciples and the response of Jesus in this new thing, this new community, this post-resurrection of uh, um, the life of Jesus. First thing to notice is that Thomas, who we often label uh, Thomas the Doubter, Doubting Thomas, one really interesting thing about this reading, about the Christian community, is that even though Thomas was full of doubt, he was in that room with the disciples. So often we think about the, this church, this Christian community, as the people who are not imposters. Um, uh, the people who've got belief figured out, all of their questions answered. The people of super faith. But this image of the very first gathering of Christians together on a Sunday it is not that. Now, the, the people who are gathered are all over the map. Thomas is full of doubt, but the disciples do not exclude him. They don't give him a test of things that you've got to believe in order to be a part of that group. What brings them together is their fear, anxiety, their need for solidarity to be together. Not that they've got all of their beliefs figured out. Also notice that 
What makes this passage so powerful is that Thomas is willing to ask the hard question. How many, I'm just thinking of how many times I've been in a situation where a hard question has needed to be asked and I swing and miss. I just, for whatever reason, uh, can't keep the um, strength to ask the hard question, but Thomas does. And it's a hard question based in his vulnerability, based in his deepest need. And it's because of that, because of Thomas's willingness to ask the hard question paired with his vulnerability that leads to the, one of the, the great exclamations of the entire gospel, Thomas is able to see Jesus as God my Lord and my God, out of our vulnerability can come great insight. Second thing, Jesus' very first response to his disciples, peace be with you. He says it three times in this passage. That has come to inform how we hold these meetings, how we hold our church services. The first thing I say, one of the first things is, God be with you. That's that we repeat throughout the service. This is something that we, we pull directly from these first Christian meetings on Sunday. I know everybody knows this, but it's worth being said. Jesus saying, peace be with you, I think is a rather radical thing for someone who was just heinously executed tortured to death unjustly. If anyone was, um, uh, if anyone had the right to come back with righteous vengeance, it's Jesus. But on Jesus' lips, it's not righteous indignation, it's not eternal judgment, but words of peace and reconciliation. The very heart of this church, what motivates us and propels us forward is this deep sense of peace and reconciliation. Number three, last thing. In Jesus' interaction with Thomas, we have Jesus who's resurrected. Lots of us struggle with what does it mean for Jesus to be resurrected? How can someone who was dead come back to life? Those are really good, hard questions, just as Thomas was wondering. It's important to notice that even in the resurrection, Jesus coming in all of the glory of God, Jesus still bears his wounds. The resurrected Jesus does not come back perfect and pristine and everything triumphant. Jesus is resurrected with his wounds. And it's because Jesus is willing to bear those wounds, to share the disciples in his woundedness, even after being resurrected, that is what allows Thomas to see him as God. Literally feeling Jesus' wound is the feeling of Jesus as Savior.
don't know how many of you uh, were affected by the shooting on Friday. Um, I, I have three uh, uh, kind of pers close personal contacts with children who were there. Um, my best, uh, Jude's best friend in the neighborhood was, um, this is hard to talk about. It was just outside uh, Burke when the gun started shooting. Every, you know, he's safe. And he got to our house. Our house is the first place that his mom dropped him off. And um, he was telling us what happened. And uh, I couldn't understand it. I, you know, I, I just thought it was like a, you know, as hard as, it, as bad as a drive-by shooting, but I, I and um, there's like tons of resiliency in his voice. He was uh, handling a lot better than I'm handling recounting it now. But over the next couple of days, spent a lot of time at the ball field and uh, riding bikes with some of the youth group downtown uh, from St. Columbus. And another kid who wasn't at the school but was on a bus on Connecticut Avenue when everything was shut down listening to them recount moments of panic. Um, went back and read the Washington Post account of the kids who were trapped inside and uh, fearing for their lives. I don't have a great speech um, about what to do about gun violence, which is ever-present in D.C. Uh, that was just one of, I think, three shootings on Friday. Uh, serious in an unusual way, of course, but... Um, all I know is that when I came to church today, it was with that woundedness. Wanting to share in the Eucharist with you all for peace, reconciliation, to know and to call you all to be ministers of peace and reconciliation in this broken world. So much of it is broken, so much of it seems impossible to fix. And yet that's our job, just as the disciples gathered together to be sent out as ministers of peace and reconciliation. And so we carry on. In the name of God, amen.